Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Yeah, Prince Philip has passed away. We just found out about an hour or so ago. He was 99 years old. Yeah. He had uh, been going through, obviously, some struggles, been in and out of the hospital in the last year, uh, but uh, but died peacefully at home this morning in Windsor Castle, we're told. I blame Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's people in Britain who will point their finger at her. Uh, the stress. Yeah. Now, what happens there with the funeral? Ooh, this is this becomes awkward, like really awkward. Yeah. And and you know, kind of said it. You know that it would be coming for Prince Harry. You know, when you want to distance yourself from the family, you can't completely. He said he had a good relationship with his grandfather, so sure. I can't imagine he wouldn't want to. To fly back over. I think he'll go home. Um, whether or not she will. Pregnant, got a baby at home. I mean, those are all good outs. They got, they got chickens. They got to <laughs> take got care this. of. Maybe he goes to England. and He goes. I'm not, I'm not going back. I. <laughs> you're there. They are praying that uh, COVID only allows ten people at that funeral. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have to sort out what to do with Megan and uh, and what does that seating list look like. Yeah, crazy. Where do you seat her? Like right next to Charles. Talk about a soap opera. Is 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 Harry right next to William? Yeah, I don't know. What does the Queen do now? Remarry? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's got some years left. She's gonna take a new husband. Camilla's uh, dad. Uh, it's a crazy story. This uh, this Philip Mountbatten. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, uh, one of his uh, like like fifteen titles that he had. They're good, some good ones. And uh, they were very young when they met. She was very young. He was eighteen in some like naval academy. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 king was visiting, and uh, he knew his grandfather uh, Louis Mountbatten, and so Louis Mountbatten. Yeah, uh, and I guess they said, "Hey, Philip, will you will you show the king's daughters around?" Mm-hmm. And that's when a third. 18-year-old Elizabeth met the 18-year-old Philip. Yeah, and then they were married, and then her dad died pretty quickly. She became queen really Very young, really, yes. Really, really quite young. And then he took the old back burner. I mean, I know he was, he was uh, in his younger years, he wasn't so happy about having to play second fiddle to her, but that's the deal, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and listen, lived a long life doing that. Now, listen, this is not also second fiddle to just uh, anyone. It's not like, okay, you know, my wife is a... A slightly better job than I have. I'm going to stay home with the kids. Mm. You know, she was the queen. Mm-hmm. You didn't really have a choice in the matter. Oh no, no, for sure. But yeah, that'd be frowned upon uh, today. Uh, kind of courting a 13 year old. What do you think you are, Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we will uh, we will watch this unfold. It will just be a poop show over there, and uh, we'll see. The tabloids are going to have a field day yeah. with all of this, right? Uh, you know, yeah. Obviously, Britain will be in a in mourning. Uh, but, you know, the question of what happens with Harry and Meghan, which has been dominating the tabloid press in, in the UK for quite some time, is just going to get stronger. This is an odd story. There's a, a 75-year-old guy who uh, lives in the UK. And back in 1965, when he was just 19, he got a job working with a railroad in uh, Australia. So they flew him out to the job. He got there, he did it for a while, a few months, and then he was homesick. He had had enough and he hated it. But he couldn't quit because he had signed a two-year contract with this uh, railroad. And his flight home would have cost him about 950 bucks, and he was only making like $55 a week. 
Remember, it's 1965. So he comes up with a scheme with two buddies he's got at the job. And I'm going to uh, suggest or guess that this scheme came together over pints. <laughs> because <laughs> a couple of fosters yeah. were flowing. I got an idea. Because <laughs> nobody dreams this idea up when they're sober. Uh, he decides with his buddies that he wants to get home so badly that he's willing to be mailed home through the post office. Okay. So they wind up shoving him in a wooden crate. <laughs> and he winds up being shipped around the world for over five days. Wow. What happened? He, uh, he says he was passing in and out of consciousness. And then finally, a worker looked through a hole in the crate when it was coming off the plane somewhere. They saw him and they got him out. That somewhere was Los Angeles. <laughs> now, remember, he's supposed to go back to England. Not even close. <laughs> he had been shipped to the wrong place. Imagine if his buddies did that deliberately. Wow. <laughs> yeah, have, no kidding. Let's have some fun. Instead of sending him to London, we'll send him to LA. <laughs> It'll never get there anyway. That's right. Could you imagine the hum, the stink that would come out of that box after five days? Yeah. Not even talking about no shower. He probably had like a sandwich and then, you know, not exactly a bathroom facility. No. Sure, he was cramped into it, and the nerves. Oh, the the, the uh, oh yeah, just just being squeezed into that box. Oh, that would be terrible. Get so claustrophobic. Well, at least they put a hole in it, <laughs> so he could breathe a little bit. <laughs> like when you kept a frog in a shoe box. Uh, anyhow, U.S. officials, of course, he got reported to them. They figured out he wasn't a threat, just stupid, and uh, Pan Am flew him home. Flew him home to Australia? Uh, or, no, to England, or I guess. back to England where he Imagine, wanted to go. Send him right back to Australia. <laughs> Railroads waiting for him. <laughs> so he's written a book about the whole experience. Although I don't know what the five days in the box would be like. They'd be kind of slow reading, I right. think. <laughs> don't remember much of it. Pooped myself at the end. Like, did he take a little sandwich with him, a bottle of water? How did he prepare for this? I guess he figured probably he didn't take anything because he probably figured, I'm going from Australia to England. It's not going to be that crazy of a flight. Well, it's what, <laughs> the 60s? Yeah. I'm sure he'd have to pack a sandwich or two. Take a sangi. And uh, and hopefully a bottle of water. But, you know, yeah, you're you're planning for, they didn't have overnight shipping at that point, mm. but maybe a couple of days. Oh, he was 19 going into a box. I bet you took a, a bottle of beer with him. That's right. And some whiskey. <laughs> So anyhow, he wrote this book. But one of the reasons why he's written the book is he's trying to track down the guys who shipped him. He probably wants to punch him in the face. <laughs> he says, we were good friends. Yeah, those are the people I count as my good friends. He says, I only knew them for about the three months that I worked on the railroad, but I'd love to find them again. Huh. Yeah, they probably wonder what happened to him, too. <laughs> well, you think he could have called when you he think got he home. made it? <laughs> who knows? Isn't that crazy? Oh, I couldn't imagine. I mean, look. We complain nowadays when there's not enough room in our seat on a flight. Right. This guy was cramped in a box for five days. Uh, listen, I complain about having to ship a Christmas card. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you take a, a crate with a body in it. You fly from Toronto to L.A., and if they don't have Netflix <laughs> streaming, you're pissed. <laughs> People were looking up uh, songs that probably uh, shouldn't have been recorded in the first place. Problematic. In their lyrics. Okay. Uh, things like blurred lines. You know, it's funny, some songs, you, you listen to them and you, you kind of hear the lyrics, but hey, maybe you don't really take them in because you just enjoy the song. I mean, right. Blurred Lines was a great tune, a real toe tapper, as uh, they say. Robin, uh, Robin Thicke, Thicke right. Pharrell, and T.I. 
I hate these blurred lines. I know you want it. I know you want it. But you're a good girl. The way you grab me must want to get nasty. Sounds like co-written by Matt Gates. Some of them, yeah. You know, well, and, and listen, and Robin Thicke has you know used that as a springboard to a you know mask singer and all these other oh, sure. appearances that he's made. He's, One hit wonder. Uh, yeah, but it, it's interesting because it, you know, he talks. We watch that show as a family, and and he talks about it. Like he's produced uh, a, a lot of music behind the scenes. He might and worked have. with a lot of people. I know he's been a, like a recording artist for a long time, but mm. certainly when he hit with that, and it was a massive hit, right? So. Uh, you always think of the Beatles as uh, Love, Love Me Do. Yes. Not always. They had a song called Run For Your Life. Let this be a sermon. I mean everything I've said. Baby, I'm determined. I'd rather see you dead. You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. Not good. Helter Skelter days? Is that the... Uh, I think even before that. Right. Maybe. Yeah. John Lennon was working some stuff out. <laughs> Here's a shock. A problematic song from Ted Nugent. Jailbait. Well, I don't care if you're just 13. I see right there. You have to stop. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hit the brakes. <laughs> Hit the brakes. Back up. Back up. Back Did up. No one stop him after that no, line. I, I guess not. And go, mm, no. I don't know what comes after that. Listen. <laughs> but it's not going to save much. Wango Tango, he wrote. I'm not surprised with Jailbait. <laughs> he's, he's like, I've got an idea for a song. Yeah. It starts with 13. <laughs> Sweet Poontang, he is. <laughs> Lyrics that are included in his songs. So, well, I don't care if you're just 13. You look too good to be true. I just know that you're probably clean. There's one little thing I got to do to you. Oh, jailbait. My goodness. You look so good to me. Jailbait. Won't you set me free? <laughs> Listen, when you <laughs> when you're writing a song mm. and 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 you need something with teen. For the rhyme. Yeah. Why pick 13? Right. <laughs> Could have picked 17. Go 19 and be safe. <laughs> Go at least 18, at obviously. Least. But, yeah. Well, listen, Ringo Starr was no better, right? Sweet little 16. Or right. Is that, uh, you're 16, you're beautiful, beautiful in your mind. Yeah. 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 It's okay if you wrote that when you were 17. That's right. <laughs> but, but again, to pick 13 of all. Yeah. You know, it's still jailbait at 16. Yeah. You don't have to do as much time, maybe. Right. Now, I didn't, I don't think I ever really followed the lyrics to uh, my Sharona from the Knack. Okay. Never going to stop. Give it up. Such a dirty mind. I always get it up for the touch of a younger kind. Right. I don't know that I followed that. I just knew the my Sharona. It's all, it's all artistic, right? Like, that's that, that'll be the excuse. It, you know, even if I wanted to do it, I haven't done it because it's it's just part of the art. Yeah. That's how maybe that's how they work things through. Katy Perry in a song called You're So Gay. Okay. So right out of the title, you know you're in trouble. Uh -huh. You walk around like you're oh so debonair, you pull them down and there's really nothing there. I wish you would just be real with me. You're so gay and you don't even like boys. I guess this the title is not right. Right. You're so gay. Mm hmm. And of course, the classic and the Rolling Stones and Brown Sugar. Mm -hmm. Gold case, Gold Coast slave ship bound for cotton fields, sold in a market down in New Orleans. Scarred old slaver knows he's doing it right. Hear him whipping the women just around midnight. Brown Sugar, how come you taste so good? Wow, there's a song that I remember the you know the chorus. Mm -hmm. 
But I don't think I heard that part. All you know is a ooh, ooh, and throw your arms right. in the air. And I, I remember the just around midnight part, mm. but I don't, I don't think I ever knew the line that led up to that. You don't know what he was doing around midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I do like brown sugar, though. I love it in my I thought tea. he was eating pancakes. <laughs> people were asked to name the most stressful person in their life, and people came up with your boss, your parents, the kids, of course, other family members, a co-worker. Mm-hmm. friends, an ex, your in-laws, and a neighbor. These are all on the list, but by far. At number one... <laughs> I was going to say, his spouse not on oh, there? <laughs> it's it's like Justin Rose ahead, ahead of the pack. <laughs> Lapping the field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one you said you'd spend your life with is the one that drives you the most insane. And look it. It just because it's because you've you've made this commitment. You know, when you think about the the idea of saying I'm going to attach myself to this one person, mm-hmm. all of my resources, all of my safety nets, everything I know to be true, right? I'm going to push aside and trust this one. And remember that engagement moment where I'm going to love all your faults. <laughs> now that's all I see. <laughs> <laughs> you you yeah. realize, yeah, you are a walking group of faults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all are. Oh, yeah, we all do the same stupid thing. Sometimes we do it over and over again. Uh huh. Well, that one turned to misery, and I gave her a house. Hey, I'll marry this one now. Like, we're, <laughs> we're just ridiculous. What was the comedian who said, if somebody said to you about your investments, <laughs> about half, are you willing I'll be- to? I'll bet you half my stuff we yeah. stick together. <laughs> Nobody would get married. <laughs> Not only that, you add into it the fact that we're going to make two humans mm. who are, or three or five or one or however many you determine, to make, we're going to make these humans that will just cling to us for probably a good portion of our life. We'll, we will <laughs> a quarter be, of it, yeah. We will be their only line of defense against everything and everyone. Let's do that. It's, we're insane. <laughs> and yet society's rolled on. I guess so. We should be more like uh, frogs. I was reading a thing the other day that uh, when frogs mate, it just turns into one big orgy. See, that's what we should do. Just have regular orgies and move <laughs> along. Whatever comes of it, comes of it. You make a baby, you make a baby. Somebody else's problem. Anyhow, we love our partners. They drive us crazy, and we drive them crazy. You drive yours crazy, and they drive you crazy. But it's because you love them so much. <laughs> Crazy in love. Teenagers today were born between 2001 and 2008, so it's safe to say their childhoods looked a hell of a lot different than yours. People on Reddit were sharing things they used to do that teenagers today wouldn't be able to understand. Like uh, recording songs from the radio using a tape recorder. Right. That was a big thing. We Telling did. guys like us to shut up. That's right. Spending 15 minutes on twisting a phone cord. (laughs) (laughs) Or having a phone cord at all. Are you having to get up and walk to the phone and answer it? This one I've totally forgotten about. Cleaning the mouse ball. Where you have to take the ball and get all gunked up. Your mouse originally had a ball. That's right. No more. Now it's got the little red light. All lasers. Yep. Calling a phone number and having to ask if the person was there. Mm-hmm. Getting off the phone as someone else could use so someone else could use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that. 
wasn't that long ago we were all just lining up to use the same computer. We right. had one computer in the house. And yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> or I had to go somewhere to use the computer. It'd be a war. There'd be a murder. Calling a phone number to get the time. I remember doing that. <clears throat> Stopping at a gas station to ask for directions. Turning to Channel 3 to play a video game. And watching the Scrambled Playboy channel. <laughs> Things that uh, teenagers now... Do they still have, like, internet labs and, like, and internet uh, stores? There used to I be places. Those. Yeah. You'd have to go in. They'd have a bank of computers. You could just use the internet. An internet cafe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, probably like, not. Is still a thing? Although, Although... I guess there's still pay phones out there. So, Some, know. yeah. I was watching that uh, How to Kill a... How to Catch a Cat Killer. Remember the story of uh, the guy in Montreal? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name now that killed the... Yeah, uh, Marco Magnata or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. him. Lucas Magnata. And yeah. they caught him in Germany, uh, I believe. At one of those. At one of those uh, cafes. Yeah. Yeah, because he was looking himself up because he was so narcissistic. Uh-huh. He just wanted to see if people were still following him. So I guess around the world there still are places... You go to hotels sometimes, they'll have like a little office area downstairs. Yeah, the, the, the business area. Yeah. Okay, a lot of business going on there. <laughs> see a lot of CEOs at the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> it's just some dad who's trying to get away from his mom and looking up porn or getting away from his wife. Um, adults were asked about problems they have that no one prepared them for as a kid. Right. Things like having to work all year and not getting summers off. <laughs> Wasn't that a nice break? Um, drifting away from friends because everybody's so busy and then making new friends is a lot harder as you get older. Or maybe you just don't want to make new friends. Yeah. I don't ever wake up in the morning and think, I ain't going to go make a friend today. Well, well I, I, I don't think we're just interested in no. other people. No. no. <laughs> or their lives. No, because you make a friend, now you got to deal with that friend. Right. <laughs> You made a lot of friends yesterday, I saw, posting a picture of your pool. Yeah, and not one of them are coming to my house. (laughs) Stay away. (laughs) People are very forward. They are. I mean, they're offering drinks, so they know know you enough to get Uh the way into your house. I know. People, like, co-workers. I barely talk to them in the office. They want to spend time in my backyard. (laughs) Keep driving. Nothing to see here. Uh, how to quit a job. As uh, kids, you're told to be uh, respectful to authority, so a lot of people find it very uncomfortable when they have to quit a job. Uh-huh. I just wait to get fired. <laughs> a lot do. Yeah. The fact- a lot basically quit until they're fired. About six months out, they've quit. Yeah. Just waiting for that severance package. Um, the fact that the holidays aren't as fun as when you were a kid. You know, all the presents and hanging out and playing for adults. It's all about di- uh, buying stuff and dealing with family. That you actually have to exercise to stay healthy. These are problems right. adults have that no one prepared them for as a kid. When you're little, you know, baseball, soccer, running around, doing things with your friends. Now you have to replace that with, like, treadmills and ellipticals. And you can't just eat whatever you want. That's right. Yeah. Remember that? I, I could put back burgers and fries and onion rings at 2 o'clock in the morning, wake up at 6 a.m. right as rain. Yeah. And go running (laughs) if you wanted to. If I ate a hamburger and fries at 2 in the morning now, I'd have to have my stomach pumped. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.